Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. God has a plan for you. It's a good plan. It's the best plan you could ever come up with. Don't miss it. Well, how in the world? I think God's hiding his plan for me. No, he not. He reveals what he, everything, he loves you. He wants, you say, I'm, I've messed up the plan. Welcome to the club. Failure is never final with God. Buddhists seek to find ultimate truth in enlightenment and meditate in order to get that ideal. But for us Christians, we don't need to meditate our way to truth. Truth has come to us, and His name is Jesus. That is why the way of Jesus is the way of truth. The way of Jesus is the life of truth. God is the way, the truth, and the life. No truth is ever separated from God. No life is ever far from God. Even the most degenerated criminals are never far from God. The truth is that God desires to know us and be known by us. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of 1 John with our continuing study entitled, Eyewitness to the Truth. God in the beginning, through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. Here's three truths you must understand, write down, and know without any doubt at all of our campuses. Here they are. Number one, Jesus is God. He's part of the Trinity. Jesus is equal with God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit are all equal. And number three, Jesus always existed. Now, sometimes when we read the Bible, there's some things that we just don't know. We read it, but we can't understand it. Don't worry about that. What you and I need to understand, God will make clear. What we can't, maybe eventually we will when we get to heaven. Here's one. I'm going to give you a little homework now. You ready? Everybody ready? Come on now. You can't go to sleep tonight until you figured this out. You ready? How could God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit never had a beginning? Have a nice night. <laughs> Email me. I'll wait for the bing. See, you and I are eternal, as God is. But you and I had a beginning. God had no beginning. Work on that one tonight. That's God. Look what else you see here. Not, not only did he always exist, but look at the other one. Jesus is God. Jesus, John says, was not a created being. 
He's divine. He's God. He's always existed. Now, why is that important? We have two religions today that are false. Many more than that. In some areas, this is a huge area. The Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe that Jesus is God. They're wrong. He was with God and he is God. The Mormon church believes that God himself was created and then had physical sex with Mary and come from that came Jesus and the devil. Now, come on. Where are you going to find that? You won't find it in the Bible. You will find the Book of Mormon. Guess which one is right? We're not angry. I'm angry that the devil could do that to wonderful people who want to know the truth. So why does John state it? Because it's true. Jesus, the eternal Son of God, existed before his manifestation when he came to the earth. Now, another thing you're going to see when you go to heaven, we're going to be outside of time. There is no time in heaven. Time is very important to us. We do our lives with time. Some of you, I've watched you in the last 10 minutes, you're worried about time right now. You see, you think I can't see you. I'm sure, but I'm in a tall stadium up here, baby. I can. You say, well, I looked at my eye. I saw the light come on. I saw it come on. You're, is this guy going to get done on time? I always get done on time. Yeah. That's another one. If you figure the first one out, you figure how you can live in a place where there's no time. Have a nice life. So when we begin to look at some of this, one time John, John knew this by heart. He didn't understand it either. But he knew that Jesus, he was standing with God. And he knew that Jesus had already always existed. One time he heard Jesus pray this prayer in John 17. Listen to it. And now, Father, Jesus praying, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. You see, Jesus is God. He's always been God. He always will be God. He has been there since the beginning of time as part of the Trinity. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He's the creator of all things and he's Lord over all. But here's the problem. You say, Pastor Mark, God wants to have a relationship with us. Yes, he does. But how can I know what God is like? You see, the basis of all relationships is trust. If you don't trust someone, you will never have a intimate relationship. You would never, you won't do it. So how can I trust God? I don't even know like who he is. Well, in the Old Testament, when Adam and Eve sinned, they broke that relationship with God. Then God started to put in all kinds of ways to satisfy sin. It was temporary. But as you go through the Bible in the Old Testament, most people, 99% of the people, work through a priest or through a system. They they never really had a relationship with God. So they depended on somebody else to tell them kind of what God was like. And of course, those people, Moses, Abraham, Joshua, David, those people depended on God saying to them what his character was. Now, when you get to the New Testament, it changed. When we come to the New Testament, everything changed. And you say, well, how can that change? Well, God was going to provide a solution to you and I in this day and age in the new covenant as to how I would know what God's like. So look at verse 14. You're in the right chapter. You'll see the solution for you and me today. It wasn't available in the Old Testament. God had his own way to deal with it. 
But most people in the Old Testament, at best, had a partial knowledge of who God was. Look at verse 14. The Word, remember again, you can just substitute Jesus. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So you want to write this truth down. When Jesus came to earth, he came as fully man in the flesh and fully God. Now, you have enough to think about tonight. If you run out of that, you can play with that one because you won't make any sense of it either. How can somebody be fully God and fully human? I don't know. It's just a fact. Now, the reason you'll see as we go through John speaks about this. In fact, there's one point John and 1 John will say this. If you don't believe Jesus came in the flesh, you're not a believer. So that's a, that's a crazy thing. There was a series of errors, bad doctrine, false doctrine. One of them was Gnosticism. It had lots of arms. I'm not going to go into all that. It's not important to us today other than a couple things. Not, one of the things with Gnosticism was it means knowledge. And so some people were teaching in the church They'd be sitting next to you and say, you know, I'm the one that has knowledge. You don't have knowledge. You, you'll never get it. I only, I'm the only one that gets it. You and I know people like that. We're not comfortable around them. But one of the other things was this. The Gnostics believe this. Flesh was evil. Was evil. But spirit was good. So Jesus, they would teach Jesus never came in the flesh. It was just God who came to He wasn't in the flesh, couldn't be in the flesh. Impossibly, because flesh is evil. So John's going to have to change that truth. How does he change it? Pretty simple. I, say it with me, I, I touched him. In the what? In the, what, when you just touched somebody, did you touch Casper the ghost next to you? No, you touched a, a person. You touched a person. And just think it through. When Jesus went to the cross, he bled. He was beaten. He was spirit? No. He was flesh. And why did he do that? So he could relate to you and me. In all ways, he was tempted as you. See, that's how we relate. Because Jesus didn't come and operate with all his godly powers. He set them aside and operated in basically dependence on the Holy Spirit, like you and I. So, what is John saying in verse 14? He's simply saying this. God stepped out of heaven. Think of this. God stepped out of heaven and put skin on. Jesus was God in the flesh, and he became a man. I love this saying. Someone very good says this. God put skin on, and he moved into our neighborhood. I love it. You see, John says that when Jesus came to the earth, he showed us a little picture of who God was. He starts off in that verse 14. At the end, he says God was full of grace and truth. So here's what I want you to write this morning. Jesus came to earth to show man what God was like. You see, Jesus would be God full of grace and truth. When we see that, We have an amazing picture. In the Old Testament, Moses said, God, just show me who you are. 
And let me read to you out of Exodus. And, and the Lord passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate, the gracious, the slow to anger, the abounding in love, and the faithful God. The Old Testament God is the same as the New Testament God. People do not believe that God is for them. They believe God's against them. They believe God's an angry God. Why do bad things happen to me, God? What's wrong? I'm going to pay for that. See, they, they don't understand. He's gracious. He's slow to anger. He's compassionate. He's a bounty love and he's faithful. Now turn back to 1 John 1, 2. John continues, and there's a huge thing that you just wrote. I wrote early, you wrote earlier, God wants us to know the truth. And that's why he gave us the Bible. God wants us to know the truth. That's why he sent Jesus. So when John watched Jesus minister to people, he saw love in action. When John saw Jesus tired, they were headed to a little retreat with the disciples. When they got to the other side of Galilee, all the people had followed him. And when they got out of the boat thinking they were going to rest, here came the people. And what did Jesus say? Well, it's my day off. See ya. No, he went and he started teaching them. And at the end of the day, what did he do? He fed them. It shows us how much God loves you and God loves me. He wants to reveal himself. You're going to see this word. This whole verse 1 and 2 is about God revealing to us who he is through himself, through John, the eyewitness, and of course through the word of God that he allowed us to have. Well, look at verse 2. The life, John says, the life appeared. If you want to have eternal life, it only comes through Jesus. The life appeared. We have seen it. We testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life with, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. So John writes, one day Jesus appeared. God was revealed. Now notice the opposite of revealed is hidden. God didn't hide in anything. God wasn't playing hide-and-seek with man. He wanted to reveal who he was. He wasn't holding anything back. In fact, one day, Philip questioned Jesus. And John heard Jesus say this to Philip. Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He didn't hold anything back. When Jesus came, he said this. I am the way the truth, and the life. And you will never get to heaven except through me. He wasn't holding anything. It was revealed to us. Nothing hidden. Because God loves us. God wants to know us. We need to know him. How to be saved. How to spend eternity in heaven. Now, this I want you to write. Because it's not just about heaven. Life is a journey. We're here. Here's what you want to write. Truth. God wants man to know how to do life right. Not just salvation, not just forgiveness of sins, not just being filled with the Spirit, but actually how to do everyday life. That's why we have the Bible addresses marriage, who to marry, who to date, how to have kids, how to raise the kids, how to be an employer, employee, how to treat people, how to do all of these things in life. All of that's there. God wants us to know how to do life right. Now, I was watching a television program of Charles Stanley's 80th birthday. It was an amazing program. He's a great Bible teacher. His son, actually, Andy, was teaching it, telling the, the audience, as a child, he and his sister, what 
what dad spoke into his life. And uh, I want to read to you what he said that impacted him to this very day. He said, my dad would kneel down with us at bed and say to us as children, God has a plan for you. Don't miss it. Do you know this morning that God has a plan for you? Don't miss it. Jeremiah 29, I know the plans I have for you, to prosper you, to use you. If you're a parent here, that challenged me to my, for my grandkids. Make sure your children know God's a good God and say to them, God has a great plan for you. Don't miss it. Andy Stanley didn't miss it. He said, well, Pastor Matthew, it's like for pastors. I'm sure you have that kind of... No, no, no. This is for every single person in the world. God has a plan for you. It's a good plan. It's the best plan you could ever come up with. Don't miss it. Well, how in the world? I think God's hiding his plan for me. No, he not. He reveals what he... Everything. He loves you. He wants... You say, I'm, I've messed up the plan. Welcome to the club. Failure is never final with God. Remember the woman that came to Jesus? Five husbands? All divorced, living in adultery. What did Jesus do? Say, you, you tired of that lifestyle? Yeah. What's the truth? I'm the truth. Before we know it, her life's changed. She goes into town, proclaims the news. The town comes out and gets changed. I think something is very interesting. When I watch a story, it always comes back to me. Jesus didn't take her through 43 months of training to get rid of her old lifestyle. Begin anew. Don't play in your past. God has a plan for your life. Don't miss it. When Jesus came, he was visible and tangible. Seeing Jesus step out of heaven, he was actually love with skin on. He didn't just talk about love. He loved. Remember once when the kids were coming around him, even his disciples said, get the the kids away. I'm not interested in the kids. He said, whoa, 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 no, bring them to me. These kids I love. Every one of these children has a potential. That's amazing. You see, he didn't just talk about love. Love is a verb. He came. He died. It's a verb. He was not distant He's approachable. That's the one that's hard for people. I don't think... What do you mean you can have a personal relationship? He's like in heaven. he's, he's, He's not approachable. Yes, he is approachable. Jesus was approachable. All of us that are pastors, we we try to mimic as best we can. We're humans. That we're approachable. I'll be here, all the pastors are at the end of the service... We pray for people. We meet people. We stay till they leave. We're approachable. We're just like you. John saw that. He saw love in action. God wasn't angry. He was compassionate. God was not uncaring. If he, if anything, he was the most caring of ever. I want you to see in the book of John, you don't need to turn there, the summary of the gospel of John that John writes. Take a look. He says, these whole 21 chapters in John, here's why I wrote it. Look what he says. But these are written, these 21 chapters, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, 
you may have life in his name. What was John saying? It's the same thing we've been reading. You see, having a personal relationship with someone is based on trust. John's eyewitness tells us he did, we can, Jesus is real, God is real, and you can have a real relationship and know you're going to heaven. So there's the last thing I want you to write this morning. All of our campuses, truth. Jesus is the source of life. Now we're talking about eternal. He's the only source of life. You don't turn over a new leaf. You get a new heart. And the only way to salvation and eternal life. Now, why is the world confused about that? Most of the world believes something you've heard me say lots of times. Most of the world believes this is true. Good people go to heaven. Why does most of the world believe that? Because Satan's a great deceiver. We know from the scripture, right from Ephesians 2, good people do not go to heaven because you're not good enough and I'm not good enough. The minute I'm born, I'm born in sin. Only forgiven people go to heaven. And that's why Jesus Christ came. Why is the world confused with that? Why do they think they're going? Because 2 Corinthians 4 says Satan has blinded their eyes to the truth. Well, what's going to change that? Teaching them to look through the lens of the Bible. I can't change that, but God can open their eyes. He's opened some of your eyes this morning. Now I'm going to do one more thing. Here it is. Everybody bow your head right now. Christian, you're praying. Nobody leaving? You bow your head. For sure, in all of our campuses, there's some of you that know about God, but you've never asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. You want that. You see today that you want that lifestyle of being a follower of Jesus, of having a personal relationship, to find out his plan for you. To know that you can go to heaven when you die. To to have a brand new beginning today. And that all happens because he loves you. And I want to pray over you a very simple prayer. So what I'm going to do in a moment, where heads are bowed and Christians are praying, if you'd like to ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, if you'd like to have God come and live inside of you, if you'd like to leave the campus where you're at this morning, the work camp, those of you online, knowing that you're going to heaven, your sins are forgiven, Some of you have backslidden. You used to walk in the light, but you've been walking in darkness, and you need to make a recommitment this morning. God has just shouted in your ear with love. Come on back. Satan says, you've gone too far. God says, come on home. Come on home. If you want to pray that prayer at any of our campuses with the heads bowed, would you just raise your hand this morning with me? And then I'm going to pray that prayer with you in your seat quietly. Just raise it. See, God's speaking to you. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. I've told you truth. It's right from God's word. Anybody else, quickly. We're going to allow the Spirit of God to change your life this morning. God has already given us everything we need to know in the Bible. What a blessing. We don't need to go around wondering what we should do in this situation or that situation or what we should do in the rest of our lives. God gave us the manual on how to do life right. We just need to listen to His voice and read His word. He will show us love, for He came to earth to love and die for us, so that we may live forever. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 6099. And the title of this message is Eyewitness to the Truth. Again, today's message number for ordering purposes is 6099. And the title of this message is Eyewitness to the Truth. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we continue the series called Know That You Know. Pastor Mark will share with us why young people are leaving religion. Could it be because no one is reaching out to them and inviting them to a deeper relationship with God? Pastor Mark will challenge Christ followers to be that person who reaches out and encourages others to grow deeper. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of 1 John. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope He is giving. Lord, let us hear Your lessons.